This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? The shot caller. That's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. What's the word, hummingbird? It's me, Casey Diaz, host of the Shot Caller Podcast. It's good to be in the studio, assisting you on the drive to work or home, groceries. Maybe you're just taking a stroll and for some crazy reason, you got your earbuds on and I'm all up in your ears. <laughs> Hey, we're going to have a fun show, and it might get serious. I don't know. See what God has in store here. But we're definitely going to kick it off with this. This is important and funny. Father's Day is the worst holiday in the world. I've done the research. I already know. Let me tell you something. Mother's Day is the second most celebrated holiday in the world. Christmas is first. So it's, that means it's Jesus, then your mama. <laughs> you know what Father's Day fall at? Number 20. <laughs> I can't think of 18 other holidays. <laughs> Do you realize Halloween is number six? Does that mean ghosts and goblins go before fathers? All but day. It's number 13. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I just know it come before me. That's crazy. <laughs> when I listened to that, I <laughs> I nearly fell out, man. Um, it, it's a sad situation, but it's it's funny at the same time, right? Uh, Father's Day is just around the corner. Um, and, man, there's so much to talk about this subject. Um you know, I, I when I when I heard that it was number twenty, I'm I'm that guy that just went and started to look to see if um <clears throat> to see if um you know by any chance I would be able to find the nineteen holidays that go before Father's Day, and I wanted to have them in front of you, but uh, and then share them with you, but. I couldn't find it. I could only find top five, top ten, and they weren't, you know, those are the, the usual ones that everybody knows. <laughs> and and to be honest with you, I don't know, uh, other than 
Sorry about that. Other than, you know, um, <clears throat> Christmas, um, Easter, uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving, Halloween, which, you know, uh, let's play kickball with that one. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I, you know, Memorial Day, that's an important one. Veterans Day, of course. Uh, Valentine's, your anniversary. But national holidays, that's not a national holiday. So kick that one up, uh, up, you know, to the curb. But that's just what, like five of them that I just mentioned? And the rest, um, I don't know. Uh, but apparently there's 15 more that come before Father's Day. And that's, it's an alarming uh, uh, situation, also a funny situation. And I think uh, we're going to talk about dads today because they are important. You know, I, I was talking with my father-in-law the other day and we were busting up laughing because <laughs> it, it, it's it's one of those holidays, unfortunately, that is just really forgotten about. It really is. Let's get let's be brutally honest. It's a holiday that dads all over the world are just expecting a, a tie, um, socks, <laughs> and uh, and a, a, a note that's you know if you have a kiddo that's you know in elementary you're gonna those are the best those those cards are the best, but that's really pretty much what you can expect on Father's Day, right? Until your kids grow older, and if they liked you along the way, they get you something neat. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but but that's usually the case. And dads, well, we just don't talk. We don't, you know. I think it's a man thing. I think it's a, a man thing that we just don't talk about our feelings. We don't talk about, um, you know, uh, the uh, unappreciation that goes with that title of dad. Um, Chris Chris Rock says something. You know, usually he says some some funny stuff. Um, but Chris Rock says something really, really touching in one of his. Um, I don't know if it was his comedy skit or what, but he said something that that you know made me think about this. He said, "You know, there are three things that are loved." unconditionally here on earth three things that are loved unconditionally and that's women children and dogs women children and dogs those three things are loved unconditionally but a dad a dad a man must provide in order to be loved. Boy, did that hit me like a train, you know. And I'm not going to share, you know, just the, the, the uh, I'm not going to put everything on all my laundry out there. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's a tough title. You're a grunt. You are to bear the weight of, the world on your shoulder not show any any pain at all we just we're that's how we're supposed to do it and i don't know who made up the rule but that's how we have all you know agreed it uh, agreed upon it and and 
it's not like we had a uh, national meeting of men and said, hey, guys, uh, you know, in, in some locker room, guess what? Um, we're not going to talk about how this is bothering us, how the feeling of being unappreciated, uh, you know, kind of bothers, bothers us a little bit. We're just not going to talk about that, and we're going to contain that emotion, that feeling, and we're just not going to tell anybody about it. And if we never get a pat on our back, on our back uh, from for those that we labor for, that we you know sweat, for those that we stress out about, um, well, um, so be it. We go to the grave with that. And that's pretty much how men, uh, how we deal with with stuff. I was listening to uh, Larry Elder. I'm a big fan of his. I like what he stands for. I like what he uh, speaks about. And uh, Larry Elder has a book uh, called Dear Father, Dear Son. It's about his story. It's about his relationship with his father. And um, boy, does it get um, a little touchy. Uh, Because he shares, and I'm not going to ruin the book for you, but he shares how, you know, uh, his dad was just, there was no emotion. In the Hispanic community, this is very prevalent. Um, and I can only talk about the, 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 the Spanish community but or the Hispanic community. Not many many uh, dads, um, even the, the good dads that were at home and provided and, you know, they sat down for dinner with you guys and all that. Uh, it seems to me that even those good dads um, didn't show emotion. You know, I... I, I I never saw one of whatever dads that I was around with uh, from my friends uh, show any emotion as far as like, you know, uh, and I love you or or anything like that. There was no emotion, no words of exchange of adoration towards uh, the kids. Uh, it was usually, you know, uh, they mess up the hair. And that was kind of a way of saying, you know, uh, to your kid, you know, I love you, you're doing good, whatever it was. And they kind of mess up your hair, right? Um, you know, a little punch, a little jab. That was a good thing. That was a that's being playful. But in the Hispanic community, that's that's certain something something that really lacks. And there's a lot of video uh, of this particular thing, and, and throughout social media, uh, people have posted their videos of how their dads did just did not show any affection towards them all their life. Uh, there's even a, uh, there's one video that I came across where the son says, I'm going to, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to test it. You know, I, uh, I'm 23 years old. I think that's what his age was. And, and he says, I'm going to tell my dad, I'm going to go into his house. I'm going to spark a conversation. I'm just going to say "Dad, I love you. And I want to see what his response is. And he's filming it. <clears throat> and, um, he says it. He says, Dad, I, you know, I love you. And the dad kind of just shakes his head, this Hispanic dad, and and just walks away. Doesn't say nothing in return. And, man, that was heartbreaking to, to watch because, you know, look, uh, you know, it's, many of you know my story in, in, in pretty much all of it. If you read the book, you definitely know my story with me and my father. Um, 
not a healthy one, not a good one at all. Uh, very violent, very uh, disturbing. Um, we definitely did not have a relationship that was healthy at all. Um, we uh, we try to rebuild uh, or try to build rather um, for a little a little while. That didn't work out. And so there was a lot of hostility. There was a lot of um, anger issues on both sides. There was a lot of uh, pain that, you know, you don't share. There was a lot of that stuff, a lot of uh, just jacked up feelings of each other uh, growing up. And um, Larry Elder touched touched on, uh, he, he was introducing his book in, in a speaking engagement. And he says, you know, he picks a day where he's just going to unload on his dad. He's just going to unload it on his dad of all the misery, all the discomfort, all the pain that his dad had, you know, um, caused upon Larry. And, and he was just going to tell him. And he said, Larry says that for 25 minutes, he just unleashed, you know, <laughs> uh, just bombs of, you know, accusations and things that had actually happened from beatings, from, you know, you name it, he just went off. And his dad just kind of, when he was done, he said, you know, are you done? And, and Larry says, yeah, I'm done. That's it. You have nothing else. And he recounts the, the, the moment where his dad cries for the very first time and starts to share his, his, his story about him and his dad. And I'll leave it at that. Here's my challenge for those of you that are young. And I know that I don't have a big young audience. But maybe maybe, maybe it's for some of you that are adults and never really had a talk with your dad. My dad, he's gone. He, he died um, a couple years ago. Um, I, I didn't have the opportunity to really discuss, you know, all the details. Um, and so I, I'll, I'm not going to know all that much. I'm just going to know what I know, and that's it. And what I know, I, I pretty much put it on in the book, The Shot Caller. But <clears throat> I challenge you, if your dad's living, whether he's been a good dad or a bad dad, I want to challenge my audience that before Father's Day that you somehow bring it to the Lord first and that you go and approach your dad and ask him his story. What was his experience with his with his father, with his dad? I think that's going to be a healing moment that that has the potential of becoming something that is a start in a new relationship with your dad, with your father. Because we all have war wounds. Dads have war wounds. All of us do. If you're a dad, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I had a very unhealthy relationship with my dad, and and, um, and then I became one. I didn't have a pattern. I didn't have a blueprint. 
I didn't have didn't have a game plan. Didn't I didn't know what it was I, I was supposed to do as a dad. I was so green that I remember um, when my firstborn was uh, when we brought our firstborn home. We lived in a two-bedroom apartment, and I forgot to buy a bassinet. I didn't know. (laughs) It just, you know, the excitement. And for me, it was an exciting moment. When we had our first baby, I mean, I was excited. I was, you know, when we had all three of them, it was, and it was an, an authentic excitement a very different excitement from each and every single one of them. It was special in each way. But when I had my first, I didn't buy a bassinet. Nobody had taught me how to be a dad. I didn't know. I'd never seen a healthy father-son, father-daughter relationship. There was none of that in my life. And I had to learn this, how to be a dad, from scratch. How to be a dad <laughs> from the Bible. Boy, did I mess that up. I wish I could tell you that I did an awesome job. But I know I didn't. Did I try? Yeah, I, I tried. I tried. Artist I've ever tried. But I made poor choices. I said mean things. I said things that I wish I didn't say. And this is as a Christian. Now, there was one thing that I always did do. I know that my my kids could could um, bear witness of this. If I was ever wrong, God would convict me so overwhelming, overwhelmingly that I had to apologize to my kids. I had to say sorry. When I did blow it, when I messed up, man, the Holy Spirit really had a, his way in my heart and convicted me to the to the bone. And I could not sleep unless I apologized. That I do. Uh, that I do know that I did do. In many occasions, if not all. But I didn't have a blueprint, and that's difficult. And you might say, "Well, you know, you were a Christian, so you, you know you you had the you had our heavenly Father. We had God. You had God as a pattern." Yeah, and I like to say yeah, and there's. Abundance of truth in that. But there was no one physical, there was a physical father that I could look up to. So now I I get blessed with this title of dad. And I don't know where to start. (laughs) I don't know where to start. And if I were to describe my fatherhood, my dadship with my 
two daughters and son. It's almost like I learned as I went and I had to pick up a lot of pieces along the way. Because I blew it many times. And it's not an excuse to to mess up. It's not an excuse to say the wrong things and do the wrong things. And now I have two adult daughters and and I look back at the time that just flew. I mean, it just, time just flies. And I wish I would have really read to them. I wish that I would have done better. So here's my challenge to you. Sit down with them. Your dad's still alive. Sit down with them. If you can, sit down with them. And with all honesty, ask your dad. Sit down with them and ask them. I just want to hear your story. What's your story with your dad? How does that look? I'm convinced that you're going to discover something that you just weren't expecting. And it's going to bless your life. Dads are important. They're very important. Society wants to downgrade it. You have a a big uh, feminist movement out there that's very unhealthy. Um, They want to uh, put down masculinity and and step on what God has designed as leadership in the home. And um, as a believer, we can't go that route. Fathers are important. They're needed. When you look at the statistics of what happens when a dad takes his whole family to church, the likelihood of his, their kids, of that the, the kids involved in that family, continuing a legacy of a Christian faith is very high. I mean, extremely high. When a believing dad has taken his whole family to church consistently throughout their life, those kids will most likely a humongous, most likely that those kids will end up in church and living a Christian faith-filled life um, on their own. And when the dad is at home and does not or 
does not take the kids to church, does not take the family to, doesn't fails to lead in the, in the most important area, the chances of those kids not not looking so good. When the when there's an absent dad and only the mom is in the house and the mom is the one that's taking up on that role and taking the family to church, taking the kids to church. Even if the even if the mom takes them to church consistently throughout all their life, that percentage of those kids continuing a legacy of Christian faith on their own after they're gone from their from the from the home extremely low extremely low even though that mom has taken the the kids to church regularly throughout their life why is that well i think it has everything to do with leadership and how god has designed family But I want you to do me a favor and get this book, Dear Father, Dear Son, by Larry Elder. I think you're going to be blessed by it. I think you're going to learn something from it. He doesn't know that I'm in, you know, endorsing his book. He doesn't know I've met him uh, on a few occasions. A great guy. He's a cool dude. A very, very warm guy, very, um, you know, very professional. He's just down to earth. And he doesn't know that I'm endorsing his book. He doesn't know that I'm, that I'm talking about him. But this is a book that you need to see. You need to read it. Dear Father, Dear Son is a title by Larry Elder. Um, those of you that are in the conservative circles you'll know that Larry Elder is a big conservative very cool guy um, just he's a good dude man get his book read it what are you going to do you know um, do something special for your dad this this, this year and by special, it doesn't mean, you know, you know, I, I know I mentioned socks and ties and stuff like that. You know what I love as a dad? When my daughters or my son crave my attention and 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 they want to sit down with me and just talk over coffee, over some sweets, and they start to ask me questions. I love that. I don't know what it is, but man, that, I absorb that. Those moments are priceless. Those moments mean everything. And let me tell you something. If your dad is still there, And that guy has sacrificed for your family. He's put a roof over your head, meals on your plate. And you went without missing anything. 
need to hug that guy. Maybe write a letter. Maybe write a letter and um, and read it to him in front of him. We need to put leadership back in leadership position. This is God's order. Dads are important. They are valuable. And they won't say nothing. Dads will hurt. They will bleed. They will silently weep. But they will never show it. It's that alpha in us. It's that mentality that we, you know, they can't see us weak. My family can't see me weak. And I have to, I have to stand and bear it. That's how God made us. I hope this podcast, or this episode rather, helps you. Reminds you of something. Maybe it's confirmation for somebody. Maybe you've been praying and asking God, you know, I want to talk to my dad, but I don't know how to approach him. How do I go about that? Do I even do that? Do I waste my time? Am I wasting my time? You know, give me a confirmation. Well, maybe this right here, this episode, maybe this is the confirmation. And you need to do that. Listen, um, before I end up uh, closing this, this episode, out here. <clears throat> if you're in Florida, uh, I'm uh, I'm booked to go and speak at a youth conference out in Cooper City, Florida, at uh, uh, Christ the Rock Community Church, Christ the Rock Community Church in Cooper City, Florida. If you have a teen, if you know some uh, teenagers. Uh, that perhaps would like to go, uh, if I were you, um, I'd call the church office and look for the details, and I will be there July 22nd. I will open up the conference as a keynote speaker, and I'll be sharing my testimony, and, and a sermon is going to be attached to that as well. But I can't wait to get there and to talk to these uh, these teens there's going to be junior high and high school uh, in the room. Um, they're expecting quite a bit of kids. I'd love to see you bring your your kids there and um, you know and, and share life and share faith with these guys. If it's one thing that I love doing is talking to the young generation about my mistakes, about my rebellion, about the mistakes that I did growing up and how to avoid them. Um. So I just can't wait to get there. It's going to be a great time. Also, uh, for those of you that don't know yet, um, June 24th, I need you to pencil that in. June 24th, uh, we are going to be interviewing, I'm going to be interviewing the, the head chaplain of the Los Angeles County Jail, the Sheriff's Department here in Los Angeles. He's the head chaplain, uh, the main chaplain, and, and he has said yes to um, the interview uh, via a very close friend of mine, and uh, God has blessed us 
with him coming over here and uh, a- answering some questions and just having a great conversation with him. Um, he's been a chaplain for a couple of decades now, I think two or close to two. And um, so it, it's going to be a great time here. That's going to be June 24th. And then July 22nd, I will be in Florida sharing my testimony at Christ the Rock Community Church. So Floridians, if you're out there, spread the news, contact the church office, let them know, uh, ask them how to book your kids there, and let's pack the place out. I'd I'd love to see your teens in there um, hearing the gospel, hearing what God can do with their life uh, at their stage. I want to thank so many of you, and before I even go, because this is important, I, I need to share this. Uh, you know, your reviews of the Shot Caller book are amazing. We are six six reviews away from 450 reviews. Now, let me share something about how, how, how that even works. Reviews are very important on Amazon for any book. Many books, even with famous authors or famous figures that write their stories, if you research this, many of them, you know, don't even pass the 200 mark review. And and their book has been out for, you know, five, 10 years, and they're just now hitting a 200 or, you know, barely going up the hill that way. And God has given us tremendous favor in that we, in the very short amount of time that this book has been out, we are now six reviews away from 450 and uh, 56 reviews from hitting 500 in a very short time. Um, I want to read to you the latest one. It comes from Danny on Amazon. And he says, this is an important book to read at least once in your life. Casey takes you on an incredible, amazing, heart-wrenching journey. It will touch your heart in many ways. This is one incredible strong man. And maybe I shouldn't have read that part. But listen, it's Jesus that did this. It's the Lord that uh, gave me a new heart. And it's the Lord all the way, period. This is nothing to do with me. It is him and him alone that has done a work in my life and continues to do a work in my life. I cannot take credit for any of it. He is uh, solely the one that I can point to and say he saves, he delivers, and he redeems. Los Angeles, thank you so much for listening, tuning in, and thank you those of you that are out there throughout the United States. I know that we have we even have people from Australia and Canada listening in. It's incredible that this podcast has now reached uh, internationally, and uh, and it keeps growing with faith uh, with. Um, uh, fan uh, base and and it's just incredible you guys are awesome if you'd like to sponsor the show it's very easy go to kcds.net click on the podcast button that will take you to the support button click on that it'll give you three ways that you can support this podcast and we need your support i'm not even a, we need your support every everything counts and it helps us continue to give you content and relevant um, things here, subject matter that we like to, and we enjoy giving it to you. So 
Um, if you are interested in sponsoring, it's very easy. KCDS.net, podcast button, support button, and it'll give you three ways to support this podcast on a monthly basis. Or you can send your donations to uh, via PayPal or Venmo. Uh, and the email for that is KCDS72, KCDS72 at gmail.com. You put that on your Venmo, on your PayPal, and you could give whatever you want to give. We are so grateful for you around here. Big news is coming uh, for the film. Oh, man, I wish I could tell you what what direction this is taking. Uh, the, I mean, God's hand is upon this. And, again, we there's so many people behind the scenes that you have no idea how many important people are behind this project. And it's growing and it's getting, you know, the script is completely done. It, it, and uh, we are in the next phase of it, which is, an, if not the most important phase of it. Um, keep, keep praying for us because it is humongous news. I cannot share it just now. If I get the okay to share it, if I get a green light to share it on the podcast or on social media, I will absolutely uh, do that. For now, I can't, <laughs> uh, and I'm telling you, we are on the edge of our seat about this big news. Please keep praying. Is it, 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 Prayer is the one that just does uh, awesome things in our lives. Also, uh, this is my last announcement here. Um, meekly, uh, meekly, uh, this is a website that has asked me to uh, and it's so, so it's meek m e e k dot l y m e e k dot l y, and meekly is uh, is a website where they have asked me to contribute um, uh, devotionals uh, on their blog uh, section of their website, and so every month you're going to see a devotional that I uh, have personally wrote put together. And uh, and then they uh, put it on their on their website. Uh, make sure you subscribe to it. It's meekly, uh, m e e k dot l y, and you'll see it right as soon as you type that in. You'll see my uh, devotional on there. The first one that I put out is uh, in, uh, titled "What to Do in a Time of Crisis." You'll see that there's a picture of a man in a cell, and uh, so I'm going to uh, be contributing that on, on a monthly basis. Uh, you know, and follow me there as well. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, I love you. And you know how I end every single episode. Stop playing. Stop playing. You know what I'm going to say. Put Jesus first. <laughs>